Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Good morning. I just want to say thank you, first of all, for allowing me to uh, fill in for uh, Pastor Jimmy this morning during this uh, PBC at the movies. As you saw, Superman, Man of Steel, and uh, I, I labeled the sermon because uh, I was trying to, to see how I could show both sides of, of what I wanted to tell you this morning. So it's Superman, Man of Steel, and then and Jesus, Son of God, because how many of you have ever seen any of the Superman movies? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them out there. The, the main one I remember growing up on is the one with Christopher Reeve. You know, uh, Superman, the movie, and then you had Superman 2, and then you started having crazy Supermans with Richard Pryor, and then him trying to save the world from, from nuclear holocaust and stuff. But the main reason I had this, and I, I told the, the kids, this, the Superman's, I want to say like 32, 33 years old, and I've had it forever, but, you know, he's, he's beat down, he's wore out, and as, as one of the, the kids in the first service pointed out, Superman does not have a nose. I don't know what was going on back, you know, when they was making these and why they did not put Superman with a nose. But he has no cape, and so he cannot fly. But this, the reason I, I showed this to him, and, and I hang it on to it this morning, is this is who I wanted to be when I, as, as a kid. I wanted to be Superman. That's why I was joking about, you know, Superman, you know, underoos, dressing up in a cape, you know, just right. I didn't have boots, so I wore cowboy boots and can you imagine a little kid you know running around the house you know and and, and underoos thinking he can he could fly but that's who I wanted to be and the reason why is because Superman was was all powerful Superman was you know the one of the strongest superheroes out there but as I got older I realized that there is a superhero that is better than Superman. There's the original Superman, the original superhero, which is Jesus Christ. And that's one thing about the Man of Steel. When it came out in the summer of 2013, they, a lot of people, they even had, you know, gave out free screenings to, to, to pastors and, and youth ministers to, to publicize this movie because if you've ever seen this movie, there's a lot of similarities of the things that Superman does that coincide to some of the things that Jesus Christ has done for us. So if you have your Bible, I want you to open up to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Looking at the 14th verse. said, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Now turn a couple of pages over to chapter three, verse 17. Now we know this verse is a continuation of one of the greatest verses that we know. John three sixteen. So we, you know, God so loved the world that he sent his only son. The only begotten Son, whoever believe in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
But this is what I like about this, the continuation of it. In verse 17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. A lot of similarities, like I said, between Superman, who is always there to save the day, and Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying Superman is Jesus Christ, but there's a lot of similarities. When you look at this film between the two. Now, if you are a fan of Superman, what I'm about to read, you may have heard before. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend still with his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, Mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. This was said during the radio show of the Adventures of Superman between 1952 and 1958. And I remember as a kid always hearing it. I've seen, uh, I remember it being said, watching old Superman films. I would occasionally read the Superman comments along with watching the animated cartoon series, even watch Super Friends. Anybody remember that? The Super Friends cartoons? Every, Sunday, every Saturday morning. I wanted to be Superman, like I mentioned before, so bad that I would dress up as Superman. I, I just love Superman. wanted to be him. I wanted to be that person that was able to save the day. It's hard to believe that it's been over 75 years since Superman was first created and first appeared in Action Comics number one in June of 1938. Now, mention how if you see in this movie, there's a lot of the similarities between Christ and Superman. Well, there might be a reason why. Superman was created by two high school students, Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, being sons of Jewish Immigrants, they had experienced plenty of hard times along with persecution. They knew what it felt like to be viewed as an outsider on the margins of society. But it just didn't stop there. Because during this time that they created, there was creating Superman, a lot of things were going on. On the heels of an economic depression amidst ongoing threats of war, our nation longed for a hero to intervene. And what more than create someone who pursue life and liberty, truth and justice, the American way, than Superman. Superman, the man who could come and save the day. For Americans unsure about our place in this world, Superman provided red, white, and blue assurance. We know that Superman's father sent him to Earth on a life-saving mission. Anytime the bad guys were there, most of all, that's Luther, which, if you coincide that with Jesus, Jesus' arch enemy would be Lucifer, Satan. There's a lot of similarities when you start looking at, at things when they created this, this character. 
raised in the heartland by God-fearing parents, Clark Kent kept his extraordinary gifts under wraps until it was time to intervene. His true nature was hidden by disguise, but quickly transformed into our superhero, a role model for all ages. Like I said, I... Every little kid I've ever seen that knows and about Superman is like, oh, I want to be Superman. I did. Even to the point of dressing up in underoos. Still wish y'all could have seen the picture. I looked for it. I got a laugh today. But during, like I mentioned, during the summer of 2013, our beloved Superman came back to the big screen in the Man of Steel. In this film... If you've seen it, you see he's stronger, he's faster, and with a new suit. No longer do you have the blue with the red shorts, things, tights, whatever you want to call them, speedos. <laughs> you know, red boots, you know, and, the, and a cape with the S on it. No, all that's changed. It's, you know, it's, just, it's just blue. They redesigned him. But the thing is, at the same time when it was created back in 1938, there's still some similarities there because... We see that there's still still things going on with things in the economy not going well. The danger remains high. We we, we still need a Superman to fight our battles. But I want you to know today that there's, as we we look at these similarities, there is a superhero out there. There is a Superman out there that was willing to come to this earth and give his life on the cross, and that is Jesus Christ. Superman's mythical origins are rooted in, in the timeless reality of a spiritual superhero that also lived a modest life until extraordinary times required a supernatural response. So you have your background of, of Superman. You've seen in the trailer, you know, his, his father looking at him, laying him into the, the ship and, and bringing him. In the same way, Jesus was sent by his father to bear our burdens, to right our wrongs, to rise above our troubling circumstances. How might the story of Superman awaken our passion for the greatest hero ever lived and died and rose again? There's three things I want us to consider today. Consider how Superman's humble origins, his high calling, and his transforming sacrifice point us towards Jesus, the original superhero. Divine origins. Superman. It's no mistake that the creators of Superman tapped into their Jewish roots to give him a majestic name. In this film, this was the first film, Superman film, that he really was not called Clark that much. His identity. He wasn't called Superman until near the end. And even then, he sort of shrugged it off. His name was Kyle. And El is a Hebrew name of God, as in the Christmas hymn we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. With the planet Krypton breaking up, Jor-El, his father, and his wife sent their baby away. And like Moses placed in the basket, Kael is whisked away towards earth for his safety and protection. His father blesses him and says, goodbye, my son. Our hopes and dreams travel with you. 
his mother rightly worries and says this. And this, and this struck at me because I didn't, until we started preparing for the sermon, I went back and watched this movie. Did this ring out? He will be an outcast. They'll kill him. Sort of sounds familiar to the same words of Jesus' mother. He'll be an outcast. They'll kill him. But Superman's father says, no, he will be a God to them. And looking at Superman, he was, compared to normal human, he was a God, but he was not the God. We see that Jesus is the one and true God. Jesus wasn't just a God, but the God. As it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And in John chapter 1, 13 and 14, we, we get in full gravity of Jesus' calling, his, his divine origin, his calling upon his life. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And then verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Here we have Jesus's origin and his calling. The same way we see in the movie. And if you have have ever seen any of the other Superman movies, why he was sent to earth. Superman was, was sent to be a savior in some form of fashion. But we know that Christ was sent to be the Savior. The, powers, the power of Jesus' life and ministry begins with the incarnation. As the message translation says this, and I, as I mentioned in the first service, I love how it, it, it translates this. It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Became flesh and blood and Bam, here he is, ready to make his mark. Just like, you know, the neighborhoods that we live in, someone new moves in, especially if it's next door or anything, we know, right? Because all of a sudden, bam, they're there. He's here. And he's wanting to be that one for you today. Jesus isn't a superhero from another planet. He is fully God and fully man, living in solidarity with us amidst our suffering. And the reason I say it like this, the parallels to Superman as depicted in the Man of Steel are hard to miss. At a crucial juncture in the film, his father, or, or he is struggling with his identity. That's one thing I liked about this film. A lot of people didn't like it, but I loved it because it showed what he went through. With him getting to a point and understanding that there is a call in his life. And he has a choice whether to accept this call and be this great person that he is to be, or he can live a normal life, keep his powers at bay, 
and just go on with his life. He has the decision whether he should live a life of, as a normal human being or as the otherworldly hero he was called to be. His father tells him this, you are as much a child of earth as you are of Krypton. Jerod did not just send his son to earth to save him from Krypton's destruction, but for a far loftier purpose, a far loftier calling. And so we know within the story of Superman, he lands on a rural farm with a faithful couple, Jonathan and Martha Kent, where they find him. And depending on the movie, you know, the best one I remember is the original Superman that riding down the road and all of a sudden the meteor comes and hits, you know, and there's Superman, you know, looking at him. And then I remember the part where they're trying to change the tire. And the tire falls off and there's little Clark, you know, standing up there holding the truck up. Nothing but with a red blanket on. But right then he was showing the powers he has. And then I think about, you know, the Bible doesn't say much about Christ's childhood. Except, you know, of him going into the temple and they, him, they leaving him. But there's a big gap between, you know, him being born and, and that story and, and then him coming into his, his ministry, 30-something years old. And I think about, you know, was there any time that, you know, Jesus done something, you know, kind of crazy, just among his parents, just like Superman done, you know, lifting up the truck for his dad, showing his power, showing truly who he was. But he kept his powers under wraps, his full identity remaining a secret. And then comes a part in time, as, as you saw in the trailer, Jonathan Kent, who was played by Kevin Costner, says this to him. And, and it conveys the gravity of, of Clark's lofty calling. says, I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. I think that's a, a saying we need to ask ourselves personally, our, you know, today. You know, we, we're, we have a plan and purpose. And if it takes us all our lives to find out what that plan and purpose is that, that Christ has for us, you know, we need to do it. Man of Steel is about Superman clarifying his calling, grasping the full scale of the responsibility set before him. It is about becoming a man of steely resolve. And as we know, Superman lived his childhood in obscurity. His dual identity as fully God and fully man is kept a secret. Yet there is a clear purpose to these alter ego years in Jesus' life. Living among humans, experiencing what we experience, endure, ensures that there is nothing we encounter. And, this, if, and listen to this, there's nothing that we encounter that he hasn't already encountered. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says this, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was all, but was all in all po- points, tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
He knows what we're going through. Jesus knows. He lived. He died. He rose again. So what Jesus and Superman both give us through their hero actions, but also through human actions, is hope. In the trailer, Superman's sitting down there with Lois Lane in the room, and they're talking about the symbol, the S. And Lois asks Superman what the, the S, or the symbol on his chest, stands for. And he tells her, it's not an S, it's a Kryptonian symbol for hope. Superman offers hope. And that's why a lot of people like the character. And even as a little kid, you know, looked up to Superman, wanted to be Superman, there's hope. But see, we have something better in Jesus. Just as the cross will become a Christian symbol for hope for us. Look to the cross. He was willing to come and die, sacrifice his life for us so that we, through him, may be saved. And have eternal life. But it didn't come without a, a, a costly choice. Just as, as Clark had to choose if he wanted to become Superman. And through the movie, he does something different things. Then General Zod comes, his enemy. One that wants to destroy him. And then the time, General Zod gives out an ultimatum saying, you have 24 hours to surrender yourself. Or I'm just going to pretty much, me and my group of other guys are going to come through and we're just going to wipe everything out. Everything that you love out. You have 24 hours to make this choice. And so Superman is faced with this, this costly choice of whether do I surrender myself and knowingly may have to die to save other people or now go to battle with him and risk not only losing my life but also risking the lives of others. It's a costly choice, but did not Jesus do the same thing? It came the time that he came and got him. And his disciples, you know, Peter wanted to fight for him and tried to and cut one of the, the ears off of the Roman soldiers. And he looked at Peter and said, no, that's not what we need to do. Ended up picking up his ear and and healing him. And what did Jesus do? The same thing like in this movie, the Superman done. He just, here you go. I'm, I'm, this is what's got to be done. I'm willing to give my life up. The true symbol of, a, of the original superhero. The original Superman. Just like Superman battled with things, because in the movie, Superman goes and he's, he's trying to figure out what he needs to do. And there's even a part that Superman goes and, and, and talks to a priest and says, you know, what do I need to do? And he's contemplating what he needs to do. But in the same way, Jesus goes when he's trying to say, Father, you know, is, is there any other way? We find echoes of these agonizing choices, these cost, this costly choice in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus engages in some soul-searching. As I mentioned, one of his disciples, Peter, had advocated for armed rebellion against the Roman army by cutting the soldier's ear off. 
But Jesus pursued a different way, the way of the cross. It was a lonely road, as the Gospel of Matthew makes clear. As it says in Matthew 26, 39, it says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He's willing to sacrifice his life so that others may live. He's willing to sacrifice his life so that you may live through accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Here we have the ultimate example of obedience. Although fully aware of the cost, Jesus decides to willingly submit himself to the Roman soldiers. Jesus is arrested and tried as a common criminal, sentenced to a death for crimes he did not commit. He pays the price for our individual and collective sin. The one generally innocent man takes on the burden of a gravely fallen people. The same way as Superman was willing, you know, to fight for us in that movie. For humans. In the trailer it says, you know, they're, they're going to fall, they're going to slip. But if you give them something to strive for, they'll, they'll, they'll follow you. You'll give them something to strive for. The same way Christ gives us something to strive for. The man of steel, as I mentioned, is, is faced with a similar test. Should he lay down his life for humanity? Do we deserve such sacrifice of justice from Superman? The words of his father, as I was mentioning, says this. You can save them. You can save them all. He places Superman's life in context. You will give the people an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. In the same way, in time, if we put our trust and our life in Jesus' hands and we set them as our Lord and Savior, He can make us do wonders. But is that a choice? But meanwhile, back in Metropolis, Superman becomes an example for all mankind to follow. He is a mythical role model. C.S. Lewis says it like this. He notes that how thrilling and aspiring such myths can be. He wrote, I suspect that men have sometimes derived more spiritual sustenance from myths they did not believe than from the religion they professed. And basically what he's saying is, there's a lot of things we, we look in and we read, and we, we want to put our trust in more than the stuff that we say we believe on a religious side. Why? Because it, just like Superman, it's this mythical person. It gives us hope. Uh, uh, yes, I, just as I was as a kid, if I could just be him, I could, I could solve everyone's problems. Then realizing as I got older that there is a person I can become like. That living my life as an example of him, not because of what I can do, but him through me, of us showing that there's someone out there that paid a price for us that has the gift of eternal life if we're just willing to accept it. We love our superheroes. I know I do. Anytime any kind of superhero movie comes out, whether it's Superman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, any of that stuff, I love it. 
And America loves it. Why? Because it gives us something that we can sit down and, oh, I want to be that. That'll be great. They saved a day. Yet Jesus' life, death, and resurrection were far more than a myth. His sacrifice was far more than an example. It was a central act of history, the transformative moment when we were freed from the deadly strain of sin. One true superhero took on the collective guilt of humanity. Jesus carried such enormous eternal weight upon his shoulders, bearing it upon the cross. And I'll leave you with this. I know we, we talked about three things here, but I just want to show you. You know, we, we love our superheroes, but I want to show you three ways Jesus is better than Superman. The first one is Superman has a weakness. We know that kryptonite. Anytime he got around it, he lost his powers. But we have to realize Jesus is all powerful. Nothing out there that can defeat him. The second thing, Jesus, I mean, Superman is a comic book hero. But Jesus is a real life savior. And if you're willing to put your trust in him, if you do not know him today, he will change your world. And the third, Superman helps people with physical problems and saves the world from bad guys. But Jesus heals the sick, delivers people from anxieties, fears, and worries, delivers people from bondage and addiction. And saves people from their sins, providing them with peace of God, the peace of God, and the hope of heaven. And just as I told these little children, Jesus loves you. He loved you so much that he was willing to come to earth, live as a man, give his life for you on a cross. So that through you, you can be made, through him, you can be made right with God. To me, that is the act of being a hero, the act of being a superhero, the act of being a superman. The Apostle Paul put Jesus' life and death in the context when he said this Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, Do not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. See, this is our higher calling as followers of Jesus. When we watch superheroes like Superman engage in life-saving sacrifice, they are following a trail blazed by the original superhero, Christ. The challenge is to recognize the true myth residing behind our cinematic myths and legends, and more to appropriate Jesus' life-giving sacrifices into our beliefs and practice. We may want to soar like Superman, but most of the time we feel quite earthbound. And a movie like Man of Steel provides a thrilling picture of what sacrifice, duty, courage, and honor looks like. Thankfully, as I mentioned before, a genuine superhero like Jesus Christ intervened on our behalf. This perfect person made a complete sacrifice to save very imperfect people. And consider a concise summary of our faith. This is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son as a 
atoning sacrifice for our sins. May we come to know, love, and follow the original superhero, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this day. And Lord, as we have looked and, and, and had some fun of, of talking about superheroes and, and, and things that happen in movies, Father, I pray that we just stop and realize that your son was sent to be that hero for us.